0: Pro Ball Spa. You want good words? Data Languages. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now here's the be all, end all, know it all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Calc with The Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP good wednesday morning out there western oklahoma welcome to the skinny on sports right here on 98.1 fm the sports animal glad to have me along for the next hour coming up at about 9 45 we'll have coach maynard of the big elks looking back at the win over weatherford ahead to senior night on big Elk stadiums turf friday night against woodward college football man there is more since we got off the air jared even more and more and more concerning nuggets coming out of Michigan I guess uh, what is the rule that they supposedly are breaking? How big of an advantage does that gain? And then what do you think what do you think could happen to them what do you think should happen to Michigan? With what's going on up there,
1: you know who I'd love to get thoughts on this is who? from Coach Maynard.
0: Oh yeah, we'll ask him. You know, we'll have to ask him about this.
1: I love picking a coach's
0: brain with stuff like yeah, let's this. Let's hope we don't expose something here. You know, it's 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 strange though because think about this. I, I wonder if that rule applies in the high school ranks too. Because I know when we were when we were growing up, mm-hmm. there would be certain members of the coaching staff, usually the kind of the junior high staff, that would go scout.
1: Sure. You still see that, and that's okay. You can go and scout other teams. but Well, you can in college. You, well, I'm in high school. You can? You can't? Well, I don't know. It's been happening for
0: decades. I know, but... And they're you, not
1: hiding it if they can't. If but you have can. you
0: noticed other coaches at games? I've noticed them at basketball I'm games. I'm too
1: busy nowadays to even look in the crowd and try to look out for other coaches. But I've seen coaches in in when I leisurely go, when I would leisurely go, or when I was even in high school, and you look over... Okay, and I'm ta-
0: I know, but I'm talking about right now. I get it in high school, yeah. I know the, the ones that did it. I just wonder if that has been... Is it just so much easier now to get the film well, yeah, with Huddle you, and huddle so where you don't see guys going? Big
1: Oak TV and, and all the other streams. I mean, that's
0: certainly working for Channel 9. Yeah, yeah it is, isn't it? I mean, all over the state. Right. Not even us.
1: Yeah. Got, Are they using other people's stuff too? Yes. Without permission, I assume? I would assume. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they got poor some poor sap that's just in the control room Recording high hey, school listen, videos. That
1: sounds like a fun job if you do it legally and ask for permission to use other people's content. It's pretty wild. Griffin Communications. It's pretty wild. Calling you out, bro.
0: The way they do that. Every every Friday night segment is bunch of live streams from around the state And that's Highlights cool it. it's
1: like a red zone channel for high school football i've always kind of envisioned that one. i thought way, it was cooler when
0: they flew the chopper out to get yeah, their own yeah, video get their
1: own video but it'd be really cool if they gave credit to all those other not streams. happening not happening
0: not that i've noticed
1: not happening maybe we should <clears> charge like the nfhs
0: we even have huh? a little we even have a little tag at the end that says you're supposed to ask yeah interesting
1: i mean i know a good lawyer who knows about copyright law do you i do i certainly do you hmm. no. might have to form has so have we seen more of our stuff or just that one time
0: i've seen other people's stuff
1: other people's stuff yeah i'll give them the benefit of the doubt maybe they did ask for permission but i never got an email call or text from them and they have my number and email believe me because i've asked them for permission <laughs> yeah. to use their stuff
0: yeah i haven't seen it very interesting
1: shouldn't have got me going in here
0: Oh, Jared. Shouldn't have got me going on that one. Wait till I make you mad about the Rangers here in a second. Uh, NBA season opens tonight for Oklahoma City. It was on last night. A couple of games to officially start the NBA campaign. How many wins will the Thunder earn? And then where will they finish in the West in the regular season? Then what's your conference finals, your NBA finals, and your champion? And then uh, the Rangers do have an opponent, the Arizona Diamondbacks. How long has it been since we've had this big a surprise on both sides of a World Series?
1: Man, I dug deep on this one. You can find one, but you can't find the other. You know what I mean? Exactly. I think I found one, and I I stopped looking when I got back to the mid nineties. Ran out of time.
0: Yeah, I mean, like there's there's times where it's like, okay, this you know, whoever. Well,
1: that's why they call it an upset. Because yeah. one team is supposed to win, and, and like, wow, this team came out, came out of nowhere and won. But when's the last time two teams have come out of nowhere well. and go? Well, hmm.
0: Well, I mean, that? these two teams are historic. In one stat that I found yesterday. Uh-huh. And then of course you've already. Uh, I'm sure you don't care, and I guarantee nobody in Arizona cares. Nobody in the DFW metroplex cares. But Fox execs are they pulling their hair out or? Or could this be some new blood that actually people were excited about seeing outside of – I mean, this is the first time that the Astros or the Dodgers haven't been in the World Series since, like, 2016. One of those two teams. All the way back to, I think, Cubs-Indians was the last time this happened without one of those two teams.
1: Cubs-Indians, that was –
0: 16.
1: Yeah. I was in the hospital watching that game. It was
0: 2016. It's the last time we haven't had either the Dodgers or the Astros in the World Series. So maybe it's a a fresh new take and people will want to watch it. 225-9698. Phone to the text line. It's 225-9698. Give us a call. Shoot us a text. We can uh, talk about any of those things. Whatever else might be on your mind, feel free to chime in at 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, couple ways to stay in touch with the show, log on to KADSAM.com, download the app, the app's got it all. Radio, Penny News, brand new edition of Penny News is on the website as we speak, thepennynews.com. We'll have the paper copy of the Penny News out, pick up a free copy of that thing, check out the, new, the deals in it this week. And of course, Big Elk and Paragon TV on the air Friday with high school football, week nine. How are you today, Jared?
1: I'm good. How are you doing?
0: Last night's game was pretty uh, pretty intense. It was everything we were, or well, you probably weren't hoping it was like that the night before because of the way the Rangers won, and it was pretty easy watching for a Game 7 with your team trying to go to the World Series. Last night was different than that, though. It was intense. It was everything you'd want it to be. And there, the, there were the Arizona Diamondbacks being able to win that game. And it was just, you kept on waiting for those Philly bats to just, you know, go off, and they just never did. And uh, I thought maybe the, the sequence of the entire game was in the, was it the fifth inning? I think it was the fifth inning. Let me figure out how many innings he pitched. No, it was in the fourth. It was in the bottom of the fourth. One, uh, first and third, and two out. And Fought had the presence of mind, and the pitching coach had the presence of mind to basically intentionally walk Brandon Marsh to get to Rojas. And that was brilliant because Rojas had no chance to get a hit, blew him away, and ended that threat still up at that point what two to one uh was the score or they were down excuse me two to one because philly had taken the lead in that inning that's right they had the the double in the gap and then another hit by Riamuto, and it got down there to first and third and two outs and they were able to uh they were able to wiggle off that hook, keep it 2-1, and then what happened in the top of the fifth? Bam, two runs, and Arizona was ahead. I thought that was, the, to me, the key exchange in the whole game was right there from the bottom of the fourth to the top of the fifth.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think at the latter stages of the game. There, there's situations where Philly would get runners on and, and the pitching for Arizona stepped up, get out of jams more more than once. So – uh, the yeah, the pitching was awesome for Arizona. I like the resiliency of not. I mean, that is the thing that, as a Ranger fan, scared me the most about Philadelphia was having to go there. So I was clearly pulling for Arizona. But when you know they got the lead, the one-run lead, um, tied it up, gave it up, right, two to one, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, that's it, because this feel. I mean, this atmosphere we've talked about this is insane. And electric and crazy, and they kept it with between their ears and kept calm and played their brand and and came out with the win. So I tip my hat to that. That was so it, that showed me a lot as far as you know this team, um, kind of like the Rangers on the road too, just not letting you know not letting the booze or the chance or the whatever get to them and staying resilient. Uh, that stood out to me it was the, the later portions of the game because even when they got the lead, I thought, well, Philly's gonna hit a homer here. You know Harper's going to hit a homer so
0: It's all wait, yeah. waiting on Harper or uh, or Schwarber or even Trey Turner. Any, yeah. You're just waiting on somebody to get the big hit that really busted it open, and it never happened. Never happened. What What do you think I could have – how much money do you think I could have gotten out of you if I'd have told you going back for game six at Houston with the Astros up 3-2 and going back to game six to Philly with the Phillies up 3-2 – how, much you think, how many odds you think you'd have given me that I, if I'd have said, you know what, it's going to be Texas and Arizona, with the home team having to lose both Game Six and Game Seven?
1: If you had said, if you had, the said road team that, is going to win four win. in a row. I wouldn't have jumped on that. The odds of that, just for both of them winning, for both of them four in in a row. the odds. I don't know the odds, but that would have been they're I, high. Well, uh, maybe 100 e- burn, e- sure, if have had hundred to burn. Even if you thought, <laughs> even if you,
0: even if your little Ranger heart thought, okay, we, we can win in seven. Hey, nobody thought Arizona was winning two in Philly.
1: No, no. Nobody thought that no, was happening. No.
0: So it's pretty amazing that they were both able to. By the way, home teams facing elimination in this postseason are zero and five. Nobody's won a game on their home field when they were facing an elimination in the entirety of the playoffs so far. Nobody. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing. The Diamondbacks, you know what they're the second team ever to do?
1: What do we got? What is that?
0: Qualify for the World Series with a negative season-long run differential. Oh, wow. Only the 1987 Twins have done it before, and guess what? Those nineteen eighty seven twins won the World Series. Uh, Carroll was incredible last night. Three hits, two steals. Second youngest dude ever in a playoff game to have three hits and two steals. You know who the youngest was? It's a guy, it's a guy you definitely know. An old, old, old dude that you definitely know. Who's that? Ty Cobb.
1: Ty Cobb.
0: Is the only guy younger. Let's go way back. Yeah, to have three hits and two steals in a playoff game. And then these two teams are the fifth and sixth teams ever to do something. You know what that is? No. Make the World Series within two years of a hundred loss season.
1: I heard that stat talked about last night. Number
0: five and number six all time are the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. Turnaround has been swift, to, stay, to, to say the least.
1: It's impressive. It's why you like baseball. You never know when going into opening day, this could be the year, despite what happened the last year or two years or ten years. Ah,
0: Scott got it. He t- he texted Cobb. Yep. He must have seen that stat yep. as well.
1: But that that's why you love this sport. You can make quick turnarounds. You can make quick acquisitions, trades, pick up off of waivers. I mean, whatever it is, and, and, and you just get going on a roll, too. I mean Arizona. I think I saw this stat. They won like a total of like nine games in July. Something to that effect. I forget the stat. Yeah, or they or came between. on. It was yeah. like
0: you kind of well there, and then all of a sudden it was like whoa. Yeah. Objects in the mirror are closer than they than they perceived to be. Right. Down the stretch of that season. Yeah, it's. Uh, I I think it's. I think it's pretty. Listen cool. for Ranger fans. I
1: think just, that. Okay we got the team we wanted
0: listen you better be you ahead better, going into the 7th inning you
1: better be cautious here
0: you better be ahead going into the 7th inning and maybe even the 6th now that Saul Frank last night was terrible and Ginkle holy moses Kevin Ginkle that dude i don't i don't even i don't even know if you could catch it in a fishing net much less hit it with a baseball bat the way that he was pitching so far in this in this series but they, they they it's obvious that with Thompson, Saul, frank ginkel and and seawald they that it's it's like I, I talked to you off the air it's like the Royals teams of the mid 2010s if they could get to the lead with if they could get to the seventh inning with the lead, you were in really big trouble because of the three arms they had coming out of the bullpen that's why it feels like for this also Saul, Frank's a little bit hmm, I think he's a little bit shakier than those guys were, but Thompson and Ginkle and Seawald have been awesome, absolutely awesome. So it's kind of it's weird because they're almost a, a, a mirror image or a, the the opposite of each other. Because if you're Arizona, you're trying to get into the bullpen of Texas, if you're Texas, you're trying to avoid, avoid the bullpen. bullpen of Arizona. The only
1: way you want to see their bullpen is if you're up.
0: Yeah, like long relievers, not those dudes. Right. It's a, it's a fascinating series. Young guys, you know, Carroll and, and Carter on each side. Uh, Carroll's going to be the uh, rookie of the year in the National League. Top four or five MVP voting probably. But now, you know, obviously I think Garcia has kind of captured the the baseball public by storm with what he's done the last few games and just his it, it, his personality seems pretty infectious, and you know maybe that's maybe that's what gets people to watch.
1: Yeah, I think the yeah. You, know, you mentioned the execs at Fox freaking out because there's not a big name team here, not a Yankee or or uh, Red Sox or Phillies or Dodgers, but we Houston. But um, and I said this all fair. I I watch every World Series that I can. I'm a baseball fan. There's going to be your your purists. that are going to watch no matter who's the who the participant is. Um, but then I think the brand of baseball too. You got the you know the stories are cool with with the team of destinies. You know with Texas and also Arizona and and you mentioned the players themselves. Uh, yeah, you know and those stories kind of form themselves as the series goes on. Mm-hmm. But uh, will numbers viewership numbers be down? Maybe because it's not huge market teams traditional yeah even though i mean those teams. are big markets
0: they are big phoenix markets. and phoenix is dfw a big is a yeah. big market
1: yeah but you're not it's just if not the- ju- if it's like you know if <coughs> you know i i mean the you know when boston was on their run back in 04 you know i'm like oh this is fine i want to see if boston can pull this off and you know and the ooh, can the cubs break the curse i'm watching that you know shoot even when Houston was there, like, okay, can someone beat these guys? <laughs> I want to see them lose, and I'm watching. But then, like I said, and I'm thinking about it all day, but there might be some just novice fan like, well, oh, who's in it? Who's in mm-hmm. You know who? <clears throat> but we'll see. I hope it's an exciting series. I hope it's not a boring blah series.
0: Number five and number 11, TV markets.
1: Five being Phoenix?
0: No, five oh, is really? DFW. Eleven oh, Phoenix, Phoenix
1: is sneaky. Big, you know, mm-hmm. that whole Glendale, Phoenix. Area, you know, Jim's very familiar with that area. Houston obviously.
0: 7, Philly 4. Yeah, well. Not a ton of difference there.
1: I mean, there be a lot of interest in this area, obviously. there's With the regional.
0: Well, I know for um, me, I've, so the last three days, I've had chances to watch Sunday Night Football, which was Philly and Miami, Monday Night Football, San Francisco and Minnesota, and the opening night of the NBA with the defending champs and the Lakers, and I watched baseball all three nights. Yeah. And and it wasn't like any of those ga- those games were duds. No, no. Uh, it's, it's a fun time. Uh, opening year. night NBA versus game seven of NLCS isn't quite the same. But still, point remains, I watch baseball every time. So maybe those numbers aren't gonna be quite as bad as you think. I hate
1: hate to get political, but I wonder if some of the the politically charged stuff in the NBA turns people away to go. I'd rather watch. Maybe I'd rather watch America's Pastime.
0: Maybe, for sure.
1: Uh, The NBA, I could pick that up in March, yeah, or December on Christmas Day,
0: especially after last night. Last night was the opening day, right? After that, I don't know how much the NBA is going to cut into the World Series crowd moving forward starting friday all the way through i mean obviously football saturday i was going to let's see i'm sure the saturday night I'm, sure, I'm sure i'm sure the know. game is saturday night for the world series because oh they're all they're, they're all at they night all, now all, all. How cool to be if it was friday afternoon i mean seriously why don't they think about doing that
1: i oh, yeah, i personally love it
0: but so on saturday night ohio state wisconsin colorado ucla Oregon State, are, there's not – it's not a ton of comp- – uh, you know, there's – there's. listen, it's a good thing it's in next week. I mean, game seven might be able to pull some viewers if it happens. But next week's college football slate is unbelievable from start to finish. I mean, the, the games that we already know the times of, LSU Bama's at night, Missouri – georgia is in the afternoon we all think ou osu bedlam is going to be in the morning kansas state texas is a game washington usc is a game and there's there's a and that's a six thirty game so that'd be kind of button right up against it anyway i think more people might watch than what you think so it may not be quite as sad a thing as everybody's going to make it out to be today crazy series there's no there is there is there there can't be anybody out there that had this right oh no this series no i know the rangers were 50 to 1 before the season started and the diamondbacks were 100 to 1 wow wish you had a ticket on that let's talk a little nba before we get coach maynard in here we might be able to we may be able to incorporate the michigan stuff with him you know what i'm saying yeah so the season opened last night the lakers uh uh-oh we're gonna i know where it's i guarantee i know where it's at So the NBA season opened last night. Lakers fell at the defending champion Nuggets, and the Suns tripped up the Warriors on the road. Everybody else basically plays tonight, and that includes our Oklahoma City Thunder. It is amazing how much momentum or how much curiosity – That there is around this team and around this organization with what they're building. And I wonder how much, I wonder how much of that goes with what we saw here before. Like, how much are people equating this young core with the success of the first iteration of the Thunder and that young core?
1: Yeah, because it's a lot of the same pieces behind the scenes. You know, same ownership, but they don't have a lot to say, but mainly same same presty. And so it's the same blueprint, and I think that is why it's so intriguing. Like, okay, that is what happened then. Look how far they got. And now it seems like the same kind of kind of uh Uh, I mean, with some tweaks and with how the evolution of the game has gone between now and then, there's different, you know, looking pieces, but uh, mainly because of the youth and and the way that Sam Presti has built this thing from the ground up, through the draft, through acquisitions and stuff like that. Uh, Yeah, that's why everyone's kind of, you know, if it was a different GM, I don't, I, I mean, there would still be excitement, obviously, but... I think that's why there's intrigue for people who know the history of the of the Oklahoma City Thunder. They, this is the same guy who did it with Westbrook and Durant, eventually Harden, and they got all the way to the NBA Finals. He's kind of looked like he's doing the same thing here, and with some really talented young guys. I think that's why there's a lot of interest, a lot of outside interest too. Except, so like, like even, even like guys who know like you hear like podcasts and people talking like man watch out for the thunder right even kevin durant a couple years or uh, last season in a podcast said something like, the thunder guys man watch those guys it's so, like you're hearing like there's rumblings in the in the in the league like this is a team you bet we better be ready for because they're up and coming
0: yeah i think it's an interesting season because <clears throat> clearly ahead of schedule last year right no one thought that they would be a team that would be in the play-in it was still tank mode, mm-hmm. so that is already what you could, would consider ahead of schedule. Year, I'm trying to remember. It gets all kind of mucked up in my mind. Which season was which? Right. Okay, so there was two. All right, all right. There was two flat out tanking seasons. 2021 20, and 2122 in which they won less than 30 games and then last year you know that that was the talk okay is this another one of those or you know, is SGA too good and SGA was too good and next thing you know they, they go from 24 wins to 40 so in the grand scheme of things with what we thought after the the bubble season tear it down. Almost, even if this is still a a play in game type team, which I would, I think most people would kind of be disappointed in at this point. But even if it is, say they say they jump from tenth to seventh, still in the play in, but win one of those games and go to a series. That's still pretty remarkable for where we probably thought this thing would be in year four of the turnaround. Mm-hmm. So I guess what I'm saying is they're already ahead of schedule. And this season, even if it's similar to last, it's still ahead from back then. Now, I think this season is all about how far ahead of schedule is this team. And I think a lot of that has – a lot of the answer to that question has to do with what Chet Holmgren is this early,
1: right? Right, finding out what he can do. Yeah what and, and what is he? Yeah, if we can see if watching him play and then seeing what kind of trajectory he's on, you know, I don't think that's something that we as fans need to realize is this is technically his first year, and there are going to be potholes. There's going to be speed bumps. There's going to be and, and that's the thing I'm going to keep telling myself is he's going to have struggles. We can't go into this thinking he's he's the next coming of Kevin Durant and he's going to change everything and we're going to get back to the Western Conference finals or something. And so to uh, to kind of elaborate, I mean, to kind of keep going what you're talking about is ahead of schedule, right? So there's going to be times, I, I, and again, I'm saying this out loud for myself for my own benefit is, when things are happening, the lulls of the season, what, however it ends, I'm going to keep telling myself, this team's ahead of schedule. Maybe you know we're going to see stuff that maybe they're on schedule, right? But they've set the bar so high because of how they performed last year. And then the addition of Chat. we want them to continue to be ahead of schedule. And that might be a thing Sam's going to kind of reiterate on. And, and Dagnall is saying, listen, we're not supposed to be this good this early. So there's going to be speed bumps. There's going to be... There's going to be uh, some some roadblocks and some stuff we have to learn as a team uh, to move forward with. But um, So I'm kind of curbing my enthusiasm, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But, yeah, I'm enthused. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm sure. interested. But I'm kind of like, wait, wait a minute. We are way ahead of schedule. So I'm well, not going to sit here expect to compete for the West
0: this year. You, don't, you just don't know how they're going to handle it. Right. Is this going to be a full fledged play, everybody to try to make the playoffs? Or is it about developing guys or seeing seeing what you've got? Because here's the deal they have so many assets in the draft that you have to figure out who you've got. And what, you know, do they fit in the plans? Does Uzman Jang, I realize it's only his second year, but where is he fitting in these plans? Poku is another guy that seems like he's out of the plans, but now you hear he is. Still kind of hanging around. He's still so young. That, you now I heard yesterday, Jim basically poo-pooing the idea of Giddy ever being an All-Star, while saying Jalen Williams will be. Jalen Williams is like three years older than Giddy. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing that you forget about some of these guys is just how young they are. And I think that's the you know, the you know it's constant that oh, all you got too many picks you're going to have to trade which probably you do but there's a couple of things hanging out there for the future of this of this franchise that you got to take you got to take in consideration before you start trading four or five first-round picks for some guy that's going to make 40 or 45 million dollars a year and that is one if these you're going to have to pay these guys yeah or move off of them right And if you move off of them, more than likely a reason is because you can't afford them. So what's the best thing to happen to to replenish that stock? Being able being able to draft some dude for nothing versus I mean it's always free and I mean the idea of free agency here is is so moot. Nobody comes here as a free agent. We've seen it, and and it's not like the Thunder haven't been one of those marquee franchises in basketball in this time that they've been here they have been they've been as consistent as anybody for the period that they've been in Oklahoma City for 15 years they've been right I mean what top three or four even with the last couple of years San Antonio that and they've been pretty bad too Miami and Golden State or wherever LeBron was right I mean they but the thunder have been that Top of the mountain, so it, it, and they still couldn't then. So I, that's not something I think you could plan on, and it, it may not be something that you can even be able to use because of what you've already drafted and what you've already acquired. I think it's fascinating. i th- There's not a bunch of difference. They won forty games last year. Sacramento won forty eight, and were third. Thunder were tenth yeah and know so i mean that's not just that's eight games i get it but it's also still not just a ton of difference no i think for me as far as wins Vegas number is 44. i think they're gonna win like 46 or 47. and here's why because they're young being young in the regular season in the NBA is worth two or three wins just because yeah. the other the a lot of the other teams aren't and being able, being young, and hungry. I mean, think of the guys on the on the bench for the Thunder. What they you doesn't get more hungry than them? Trying to stay in the league, or trying to stay on this team, or trying to prove to another team when they, you know, that they can play in this league. And that's and that's the guys on the bench. Much less the other ones. You don't think Chet Holmgren isn't hungry to go play NBA basketball and show people what he can do? And so therefore that's why I think maybe the, the, the Thunder I don't I don't think they're going to be the 3rd or 4th or 5th best team in the West when you think of best. But I do think they'll have that record just because I think they'll win games because they're hung I mean, we've seen it from this franchise forever. Mm-hmm. They're normally they're normally pretty young and they always play their tails off, right? And so that's where I think that they probably end up A little higher up the food chain in the West. A lot like Sacramento last year, if we're being honest. A lot like them. Where, yeah, they were the third seed, but then who'd they draw in the first round? Golden State. No one picked them to win that series. And guess what? They didn't. I think that's where the Thunder's kind of headed for me this year.
1: So good for eight seeds. No, no. I
0: think they'll be in the top five. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. No, absolutely in the playoffs. I think they'll be right – 5-4-3, 5 4, 3, just depending on how many wins everybody has.
1: I think, I I said 45 wins. I think that it's going to be, the West is going to be tough. When you have Denver, you have Phoenix, you have Golden State, even the Lakers, Sacramento, we'll see. I, I, can they do that again? I think Memphis is set for a, for a drop-off a little bit. You hear about Steven Adams. Um, oh, yeah. I'm out for the year. Man,
0: Morant can't play for 25. But
1: Morant, yeah, there's that. And so I think that's hard to recover from. Um, so I think uh, I I'm maybe not as high as seed wise though because I, everything I said about the West I think it's gonna be a jumbled mess around the middle so yeah. I think they're around a seven maybe eight seed
0: yeah that's the hard part is because you just don't one game can make four numbers in the seeding you're right you know but, you just
1: mentioned the, the difference between Sacramento and Oklahoma City yeah that was eight wins eight between wins. third and tenth yeah
0: and I have a feeling I mean, that's
1: a month right there that could be, go the other way you know a month of games
0: but, well and I I don't think it's gonna be that many this year.
1: You think it'll be closer? I think it'll be
0: closer from, from three to 10 uh, this season. But I, I just think they'll win a couple that they'll just end up that way. Who you got in the Western Conference Finals?
1: I like Denver to get back. Um, um, they're good. And I think they'll get back to the Western Conference Finals. And it, this one I was torn between Golden State and Phoenix. I think a full season with that Phoenix with with Bradley Bill and obviously Durant and. um. um Devin Booker. Booker, thank you. I think they they find their stride and and get to the Western Conference Finals. So Phoenix versus Denver in the Conference Finals.
0: How about you? I was trying not to pick that same thing. I really was. Uh, You know, last year it was the Lakers. You know, they looked pretty good last night with with what they acquired. They kind of turned their team into a totally different thing now, where they they've got all kinds of depth. I, th- I think they're, you know, they're they're going to be one of those teams to me. The the Lakers are, are going to be down the list in the seedings because they don't care about the regular season. No. But you're not going to want to play them in the playoffs. Right. Clippers would be that same team. I wonder how much the Clippers with the new rules about qualifying for the you know the 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 awards postseason individually. You got to play a certain amount of games. Mm. Does that entice Kawhi and to play more? Therefore, making them better. You
1: know what's crazy is with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers, I didn't even consider them. They've just been a disappointment since they paired together. They just haven't got to play. I mean, they, they haven't played together much. They don't much. play together, yet. yeah.
0: With Westbrook there, I mean, he he kind of carried them at the end of that season to get to where they got. I even forgot about Westbrook. Yeah. Shame on me. Um, but that firepower, it's just hard to see it not be in Denver and Phoenix. In the East, it, it – <clears throat> it's kind of the same thing i think there's two teams i think there's more in the west that can make it i don't know if there's anybody but two teams that can make it into the eastern conference finals boston so. and milwaukee yeah i don't, I mean you know maybe the heat we see the heat do things in the playoffs you know what in the world is going on in philly uh,
1: yeah, I, I can't it's too much drama
0: you know cleve can cleveland jump up yeah boston and, and milwaukee for me so you got in the finals
1: I have Phoenix. It's hard to repeat. It's hard to repeat in any major sport. It it is absolutely hard to do it. That's why I I got a lot of respect for Denver. I they're going to be good again. You got Joker on that team. They're going to be solid. Jamal Murray. But I I again, it's hard to repeat. And I think Phoenix um they have the uh the skill set to to bring them down. So I put Phoenix in in the finals against Milwaukee. Uh, Dame Lillard is big for them. And and Giannis and that's a pairing I think can be absolutely lethal in a very weak East, like you mentioned. I'll go with Phoenix and Milwaukee. In the I'm going go to go the exact opposite. You're going we got opposite. The, yeah, we All got right. the same
0: four. Uh, I'll go Denver and Boston. Um, <clears throat> I think Boston, Drew Holiday really helps them. I think it's a massive upgrade over Smart. Oh, yeah. Marcus, I do Smart, Marcus Smart's probably a better defensive player, but not by a ton. I can promise you, Drew Holiday is a better offensive player than Marcus Smart. I think he fits. And another guy, watch out for Kristaps Porzingis on that team as well. I think he gives them what Al Horford couldn't because Al Horford just kind of got old. Yeah. So I got Boston and Denver. I'm actually going to go with uh, uh, give me Denver. You're going the with Joker the, is, the Joker. The right. Joker is a bad man. I mean, a bad man. So I'll I'll take Denver.
1: I went with the Bucs. Okay. I went with the Bucks. They 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 got a, uh, Giannis got his deal. He got the bag. Uh, there there's more. It's more a, a win now and keep it going. Yeah, I, I, they're not. It wasn't a one trick pony for them winning that one title. And you would think the team would break up? You think Giannis would have been gone by now? You see that a lot nowadays. He yeah. wants to be there. They made it happen. They went and got Lillard. I I they're motivated. They're locked in. I get I got them as the champs.
0: I heard Rachel Nichols say this yesterday on Cowherd Show when I was at lunch. Giannis is different than a bunch of these guys. He's not as results-driven as he is just, hey, show me you're giving me enough to win. Then it's on my back if we don't. There you go. And that's with him signing that extension. I think he was, they showed him that they're trying, and he said, okay, good enough. Joined now by head coach of the Big Elk football team, Coach Zach Maynard. Coach, how are you today? Good, how are you? Doing good. We were talking off the air. uh, One of the big stories in football and college football for sure. Is what's going on at Michigan with the uh the scouting and the taping of the sidelines. How much are you guys in the moment on offense at least, how much do you worry about what you know, changing up your stuff so that the other team can't get a read on what you're what you're calling out to your guys, or is that one of the reasons why you kinda of do what you do? And by running it in and telling everybody what you know. What I'm well, saying? you know, we
2: put it on armbands actually this year. Mm-hmm. Um but it's it's on the, each plays on there seven, eight times and has seven to eight, kind of like the softball, like coach Murray does with softball where, okay, they're calling fastball, but they've got fastball on there 18 times. And so you can't tell really what it is or, um, you know, any of those things. So, you know, we don't really worry about that. Um, we're not really quite at that, um, uh, what would the right depth as, as, you know, Michigan's getting in. 60 different formations mm-hmm. and doing 500 different things um but it's a neat it's an interesting conversation of what should be allowed and not allowed uh i think it goes back to kind of like the houston astros baseball maybe a little bit um i don't know it, there's, there was a point in time in in sports when stealing signs wasn't it was change your signs mm-hmm. and not uh the other team's fault for
1: picking up on them, and I think that that's all changed a little bit. That's what I keep asking myself is why is, do, why aren't coaches just teams just changing up their signs week to week, or is it just too complicated of a process to do that? I mean, if there's even well, a the suspicion of someone stealing our signs, like, okay, we're going to switch this up, and they're not going to know it. Well, and that's why, like even us, we, our
2: armbands are completely different from one game to the next. Uh, the signals are still the same, but the play, you know, whether it's black or purple – all those change. So I don't know. It's just it, – it, it's not like it's a whole bunch of extra work. It just takes 20 minutes longer on a Sunday to change it. Um, however, if he did send the guy to go video the team, I, it's more of a, like an unwritten rule. You know, like if it was baseball in the 80s, <coughs> he'd be getting more yeah. thrown at his head.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting to look at – there's a video of the uh, <clears throat> uh, Ohio State, Michigan game, and you can see everybody on the defensive staff looking at the sideline of Ohio State. And as soon as they make a call, they start doing you know different things. And then one of the <clears throat> one of the play sheets, it looks like they have got like the signals, not you know like from the from the other side what it means. And it's the first series of the game, so it's not like they picked up on that throughout the game and made it at halftime, they had that prepared before the game ever started. I think that's the part that's freaking people out. Is... I don't think
2: it's – if that's the case, I don't think that that's necessarily right. Kind of like go back to when uh, – what's the story with Mike Leach at OU Texas? He <laughs> leaves the play sheet yeah. on there in the yeah. first place. Reverse Well, they fake the reverse mm-hmm. and that, and everybody runs to the reverse. Well, it, it backfired on them. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously that was planned in by Leach, but um, if it hadn't been and it went the other way, that would have been Leach's fault. Right. Because Texas wasn't looking for it. However, it sounds to me like Michigan is looking. Yeah. You know, and some people would say that's to find an edge, that you're trying to find an edge. Well, I don't know that that's the. It doesn't sound very ethical.
0: Yeah. I, I that's exactly it. I, I, well, it's against the rules for him to be there. Unlike, you know, like you guys can go watch if you don't have anything to do on a Friday, but it's definitely against the rules to video the signals during a game. I mean, this is almost, you know, uh, spy gate. That was even like in practice walkthroughs. And pra- that wasn't even at, I mean, uh, this is yeah. at the game
1: We're at the games
0: that this is happening. So it's, I think Michigan's going to get in big-time trouble because the NCAA doesn't have anything else to do, and they want to figure out a way to show that they still matter. They still have power, and this could be it.
2: Yeah, no, I think that that's big, and and Harbaugh has uh, done some things. It's not like it's strike one for him. No.
0: Uh, he didn't get to coach, what, the first four this year, first three this year because right. of Recruiting kind of thumbing or, his no- thumb yeah. in his nose at the, the COVID, the COVID yeah, rules or whatever it was. or whatever, yeah let's go back to last Friday night big game right here in Big Elk Stadium. Uh the Elk's able to defeat Weather for 21 to 14, set in second in the district now, needing to win one of these last two to have a home game. Uh, give us your thoughts. It, it was it was intense, it was chippy, it was physical, it was everything rivalry games are planned on being and you guys were able to to find out uh, make just enough plays to win.
2: Yeah, you know, I think that's kind of the moral of the story. We didn't uh, we we really didn't play overly well um second half felt like we played a little better especially defensively because we made some uh we made some adjustments that you know i think they only had about 40 yards total offense in the second half um and and but that was because we were our guys for whatever reason were amped up and running upfield and they were just running underneath us and um uh, instead of seeing us do what we usually do which is ball all that up and make it bounce 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 and then we tackle them for a no gain or you know a little bit of a loss or a little bit of gain. Um, so, so it felt like they gashed us a couple of times, not just because we weren't playing good technique. Um, you know, really going looking back at the film, we don't block the right people, we don't have good splits. Um, uh, we, we we won the game because we played really really hard. We were extremely physical, and we made we made the play when it absolutely had to be made. Um, but as far as executing um, the actual game plan, we, we we really didn't do a very good job of that.
1: Offensively, it, what I'm liking about the, the 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 culture that we have going here is, you know, offensively running the football. It felt like early, it, it was tough, uh, but stuck sticking to the game plan, and there was not a sense of at least us in the press box and even in the crowd, like there's not a sense of panic, like okay, we can't run it, we got to throw, 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 and then as the game wore on, seemed like your guys wore them out up front.
2: Yeah, and that's you know that's what I told the kids. and and what we're doing and what we're going to be and um those those runs are going to it may start with one or two yard gains and then you know it's going to turn into three and four and then it's going to turn to five and six and then eventually you get the big explosive ones because just it's just our society today people don't want to sit in there and take take that on all the time and um you know that's kind of who we are we're going to win a war of attrition and um and you know fight for every ounce and inch that we can get and um, you know, ultimately, that's that's football to me. That's 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 what our kids, I think, are starting to really like. Um, you know, so, and we've got some things that that we can do and do differently. Um, you know, there's some things that I that, that Coach Josie wanted to do that I didn't let him do. We got up, went up 21-7, felt like we had a really good handle on the game. Um, just wanted to hold on to the football and kind of get out of there with the win because just felt like it. Felt like we had all the momentum and and, and everything was in the right. We were in complete control, even though the scoreboard didn't look like it did the last two week, the previous two weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, Just wanted to, just to, hey, hold on to the football. Let's get out of this thing with the win and and not get anybody hurt.
0: Hanging out with Coach Maynard here ahead of the senior night. Now, that, that definitely was your call, though, on third down to run that naked bootleg down the sideline with Logan.
2: No, <laughs> Josie. Uh, actually, it came from the, the, the booth. We uh, Shane Thornton saw it early in the game, in the second quarter. He's like, "Okay, well, we've got one shot with it. One, right. it's going to work one time." And so, just keep it in the back pocket, and then, and then you know, I forget about it. And Coach Josie comes to me after uh, during that timeout and says, "Hey, we've got the boot. Let's make sure we get who we want over here uh, and run it." And, and I said, "Okay, let's do it." And sure enough, it went.
0: Yeah, it was uh, easily done. Now, coming up Friday night, senior night, Woodward comes to town. It's been a little bit of a struggle for them, obviously, this season. Uh, what do you see from the Boomers that uh, could, could cause you a little bit of a problem on Friday if you're not ready to go?
2: Um, you know, they're going to play hard. They really do. They play hard. They get after it. Um, and, and they are. They're going to get in 30 different versions of, of empty. Uh, and they're going to throw it around and sling it around. Um you know and, and defensively that you know they're going to play hard. You know they they do. For they play really hard for him and um you know it'll be an interesting game for sure. We'll have to come out and and do things right, especially early. Um and 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 not get uh not let people behind us and give up big plays.
1: This is a game you know when when Weatherford comes to town you get up for it. When when you're playing Clinton you get up for it. But this is a game it it feels like there's been this rivalry with these within these two communities whether it be on the football field basketball court baseball field whatever uh, is there talk like that going on like okay this is this is a team we really want to beat
2: Yeah I mean I think our kids right now you know when the ball rolls out there regardless of who it is they really want to win. Um, they they really want to be physical Um, they really want to you know dominate the line of scrimmage dominate the game from a physicality standpoint you know like we I call it the hitting contest you got to win the hitting contest on Friday nights and um, you know I I don't think that that changes however I do understand that there's some some history between the two schools and uh, and I think our kids will be, be excited about about the opportunity and you know regardless of who we have these last two weeks uh, you know, I told the kids Saturday in the film session, if we don't fix a couple things, it's going to get us beat down the road. However, if we fix the execution and we play with the with the mentality of we're going to run the football and we're going to hit you with big plays and we're going to play really good defense, the sky is going to be the limit for this group. Um, and 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 but we have to we have to practice with intensity and, and with the intention of fixing our mistakes and our problems.
0: Similar situation, just not. I mean. As last year, these last two games, you know, you had to have one to wrap up district last year. You have to have one to to have a home playoff game this year. What can you guys? What can your guys have learned from what happened last year to make maybe make these next two a little bit more efficient uh, in in the way that they prepare and the way that they play?
2: Well, I think it's just about execution. Um, you know, early on, and in, and in, in like, you know those other two games we had a year ago, the last two didn't execute overly well. weren't uh, overly excited to play the game we were ready to go and almost get it done and get to the playoffs um I think the the the, the motivation for these two weeks you know even in practice uh, is much different than it was a year ago a year ago we were seven and well we were seven and one uh and 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 really our mistakes we were we were winning in spite of our mistakes uh this year I think you know we've, we've lost a game or two that that we lost because of our mistakes and You know, I think that they see where we could be really. Our kids are understanding how good we can really be uh, if we get them fixed because it's it's pretty evident on film. If we just you know block this guy or use the proper technique in this situation, um, we're a lot better football team.
1: Speak to your seniors. Um, It is it is Senior Night. Not um, uh, hopefully take care of business. Not the last time they play at Big Oak Stadium, but. Uh, we'll be celebrating them on friday night speak to uh their contribution to the program
2: oh they've been great you know they've been a part of uh um uh, you know the last three years that you know i've been here and been, been extremely successful um you know really hard workers um you know nose of the, nose of the grindstone type of kids who, who come to work every day and work really hard um you know and, and there's only eight or nine of them and and so you know kudos to them for 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 playing a game and and that a lot of the rest of their peers, uh, you know, in their class, um, for whatever reason, I don't, I don't know, didn't, didn't come out and play. But, um, you know, th- this group's outstanding. They work hard. They're there every, every day for weights. They are great leaders, um, just outstanding kids that, that have really helped us grow this year and become, um, you know, who we're starting to become.
0: Coach, thank you. Uh, good luck to you guys on Friday night, and we'll be right there uh, awaiting uh, the results of the Boomers and the Big Elks. Head Coach Zach Maynard joining us <clears throat> here on a Wednesday morning. Everybody have a great Wednesday. Man, what are we going to do tonight? There's no baseball to watch.
1: Uh, thunder. Thunder, Can you Watch Can watch the Thunder? I'm going to watch a little girl pl- practice basketball. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> That's
0: that the is. basketball I'll be watching. Okay, well, that'll do it. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow. Skinny on Sports, right here on the Esports Animal. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening.
2: That ball is blistered to right. Wow. Well-